something has been brewing on my mind that I need clarification on. What is courtship nowadays? Because I knew, like, growing up, hearing my grandmother talk about it, hearing my aunts and uncles talk about it, like, courtship was really serious. You didn't come to the house without getting out the car and coming knocking on the door and asking the father, can you take their daughter out? Um, there, it was a lengthy process. Nowadays, the courtship has been lost. We jump from one unsuccessful relationship to another. Mainly because we won't fix the root problem, which is sometimes ourselves. We feel like, oh, well, the next person will like me and love this part of me and, you know, it won't be an issue. So let me not fix this thing and let me just go to the next person. Then when it doesn't work out with that person, let me go, let's try to find somebody else. Rarely do we take the time to work on ourselves and make ourselves a better individual for whomever is to come. But I just don't see a lot of people courting this day and age. I see a lot of fast relationships. I see a lot of people um, rushing things. And kind of regretting it in the long run so I have some questions what are the standards what do people deem acceptable courtships like do you establish a foundation nowadays is there a foundation of friendship or is there a foundation of friendship with benefits because I feel like That's where courtship is right now. You know, the foundation of friendship is established, but then they want to tie in some benefits of a relationship into their friendship. That confuses the the whole idea of courtship. That blurs so many lines till it's ridiculous. So my thing is, I have a lot of questions. Like if it's a genuine courtship, how long does the courtship last? Who in the, in the courtship determines when the courtship is over? You know, according to the scripture, Proverbs, I think it is, says that when a man finds a wife, findeth the wife, he findeth a good thing. But it don't tell us how long it took the man to find the wife. It doesn't go into detail of how long the courtship lasts. You know, we can go dive, dive into history and look at di- all the different cultures of courtship you know how the indians the west indians courted yeah or how the african culture um courted you know some some cultures you you had to bring a a, a offering you had to bring your the best of the best to that family in order to be able to even express an interest in that individual I mean, in a lot of countries, people take it seriously, you know, and I think nowadays 
We don't take courtship seriously. It's just like, okay, we meet somebody. She cool. He cool. You know, let's see how it goes. Let's, you know, let's chit chat for a little while. Um, or let me only chit chat with her for like two weeks and then determine, oh, well, psh, moving on. You know what I'm saying? So my question is to ladies, how long will you let a guy court you? Like, what is your time frame before you say, okay, it's not going anywhere Nothing is established. Let me move on. Because some women are hanging there for a long time. I'm like, okay, if he hasn't established a relationship and we still stuck in the friendship, but he's not, you know, trying to take it no further, then what do I do? You know, and then men, how long do you court a woman before you say, okay, it's time to take it to the next level? See, these are things that have to be discussed because if you don't ask these questions, you never know. When I look at different people in my family, you know, my uncles have been with their significant others for 20 plus years, you know, and I admired that I was riding home with my uncle tonight from the hospital visiting one of my other uncles. And he said, a lot of people just don't realize they want it. They want marriage. Oh, they feel like it's going to be the best thing that ever happened to them. You know, it's all joy and smiles and you know but that's hard work he say it is work he say it ain't always gonna be good times it's not always gonna be you know joyful times but a lot of people walk into it expecting that they expect that picture perfect marriage if you marry your best friend you already going to know that person. That person going to know you like the back of their hand. They going to know what buttons to push. They going to know what makes you tick, what makes you smile, what makes you cry. Because they've taken the time to get to know you from, from your head to your toe. From your brain to your pinky bone toe. Or if you got a pinky bone toe, whatever you want to call it. But they know you from the inside out. So entering that marriage is just a plus because you're willing to spend the rest of your life with somebody you've truly gotten to know. You know what, shoot, if I had a chance, I'd push her out the bed right now and won't even think twice about it. You know what I'm saying? But that's that love you have for that person that you go always know that you ain't going to never, ever, ever, ever lose that love for that person. But you're going to have times where you really don't like them. And they're going to get on your nerves and you're going to want to, you know, like I say, push them out the bed or pull a chair from underneath them from time to time. Or, um, you know, just do something silly. You know what I'm saying? But I don't, because my uncles have always told me it's work. Marriage is work. That hasn't deterred me from wanting to do it the proper way. Like, I'm not going to want to rush into anything. I'm glad that I had that three-year experience because it taught me to not settle. You know what to accept. You know when that man comes into your life, he going to already know how to take care of his responsibility because he's going to be taught. You ain't going to have to teach him. You shouldn't have to teach him, point blank and period. 
So my thing is, like I said, the question is, one, how long does the courtship supposed to last? Two, who determines when the courtship is over and then it goes to the next level? Three, what is the courtship these days? Like, what's the definition of the modern day courtship? We let all these dating websites put us together. But what's the modern day courtship? Because biblically, it tells us women that we shouldn't be looking for our husband. Our husband is going to find us. We should be preparing ourselves for our husband. And when I talk to a lot of young women today, let me tell you, they focus is mainly being able to please that man sexually. Their focus is not, let me learn how to cook. Let me learn how to maintain my household. Let me learn how to, you know, if my husband got a hole in his sock, in his favorite sock, and he don't want to wear no other pair, let me know how to mend that hole in his sock. So he won't have to throw away his favorite pair of socks. Or let me know how to sew a button on his shirt. Let me know how to cook his favorite meal that his mom used to cook. Let me go to his mom and say, hey, teach me how to cook your son's favorite meal. So he won't always have to call you to fix it for him. Because it says when a man finds a wife, he don't no longer cling to his mom. That's gone. Like that bond, you know, that bond will never be broken, but the apron string is cut. He's no longer tied to his mother. He's tied to his wife. So he shouldn't have to call his mom and say, Mom, my shirt got a big old hole in it. My favorite shirt. Can you sew it up for me? Uh, Mama, can you make me some red beans and rice? Come old lady don't know how to cook. No. Come on, man. Women. Young girls. Learn this stuff. You know, he shouldn't have to call his mama for every little simple thing you should know how to do. But going back to courtships, I, that's just a question I should, I, I've always had nowadays. Because I've seen working around young people that have a boyfriend for two weeks, maybe two months. What happened? Oh, I found out he was like this and I don't like that about him. Or he found out this about me and he don't like that. So we broke up. Did y'all not take the time to get to know each other prior to getting in the relationship? How long did you take your, take the time to get to know him? Did you sleep with him first and then y'all start talking? Or were you friends for at least a minute? We got to determine what's acceptable in the courtship. So everything can be back on track. You look at the divorce rate. It's skyrocketing. People don't know... People don't value marriage. They don't believe in the the sanctity of marriage anymore. So many women have been burned. So many men have been scorned by the whole idea of marriage because we we've jumped into situations with people who wasn't ready, who hasn't basically, you know, fulfilled their life and feel that they have done everything that they needed to do. And now they they ready to settle down. 
you're together for two or three years. And then you're so madly in love for the first two years of the relationship. You get married. And then now all of a sudden, it's over. What happened? Did you not find out everything that you need to know in that process of getting to know that person? Because after that length of time, after a year of dating them, you should know whether you want to marry them or not. You're not marrying them because of it's your duty or you're being forced. You're marrying them because you want to. Somebody please help me. Help me understand that, that, the modern day courtship because I'm not understanding <laughs> what everybody else th- deems acceptable in courtship. I just find out that now I can rant and I can discuss things and maybe somebody will comment. Maybe somebody won't. But I mean, where has it gone? Where do we fall short as a, as a race of people, not even as black people, but as a human race? Where do we fall short? I can discuss this all day long because I am baffled. I'm confused. I am at a point to where I'm like, well, should I adapt the modern day courtship? Should I just, you know, link up with any, anybody, any and everybody and just say, let's try to see if it's going to work? Or should I stick to my common, my common values and my common core and say, I want to be Married to my best friend. I want to be able to, in the hard times, look at him and be like, I can't believe, but I love you anyway. You know what I'm saying? Or you can just sit there and look at each other and laugh about silly stuff, nothing. Like my uncle say, it's going to be work. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tested. It's going to be tried. But it will be true. You understand what I'm saying? If you do it right, it'll be true. It'll be the best thing that ever happened to you. Like he said, he couldn't imagine doing it with nobody else. He couldn't imagine taking this marriage journey with nobody else but his wife. And when a man says that, that speaks volumes. Because we know as, you know, men can have, sometimes can have any woman they want to. Women can have any man they want to sometimes. But when you meet that one person, that if they get on your nerves and you still say, you know, she cool beans. Or she can say some dumb stuff that really get under my skin. But for some odd reason, I can't shake. You know, I still talk to her. I still, you know, text to communicate. I still want to see her. I still want to drive 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours to be with him if I have to. You know, that's the type of stuff that makes good relationships. I was told that men wasn't allowed to honk their horn for the woman to come outside. They had to come up to the door, knock. And ask for her to come out on a date. Nowadays, boop, the horn is tooted. The girl run outside and it's acceptable. The door is not even open for her no more. 
She opened up her own door. Somewhere down the line, courtship has been lost. And it's been reimagined. It has been redirected. It has been regenerated. It has been reformed. The definition have changed. And it's has it has created a lot of failed relationships. Failed relationships, failed marriages, and somewhere along the line, we got to get it back together. We have to get to the common root of the issue and fix it. Because we're setting in front of children, we're setting an example that it's okay to be in 20 million relationships. That it's okay to have these different people come in and out of your lives and, and pouring into you their, their energy. We're, we're setting that example before children. So when their generation come up and it's time for them to start courting and dating, the courtship process is diminished even the more. It's disappearing. Everything now is FaceTiming and um, text messaging. We used to talk on the phone. I'm, I mean, like as teenagers, we used to talk on the phone for hours. Before they even were cell phones back in the day, they used to talk on the house phone. You used to be mad because you couldn't click over to see who else was calling. Your mama had you off the phone at nine o'clock. You wasn't on the phone after 10. Now you're emailing, you're text messaging, you're um, video calling and um, all this type of stuff. We're hiding behind telephones. And video cameras. Where has courtship gone? Where are the gentlemen? Where are the women who carry themselves in such esteem. That makes them worthy of dating a gentleman. Because nowadays women we don't require a man to be a gentleman. We accept whatever the norm is. He don't have good. That's old fashioned a man opening the door for you. That's old fashioned a man bringing you flowers every day. That's old fashioned for him to pull your chair out. Ain't nobody doing that no more. Ooh, that's respect. That's not old fashioned. That's respect. That's him honoring you. Where has the courtship gone? I don't understand it. Sometimes you couldn't even go on a date by yourself. Even in your 1920s, you had a, a chaperone. They were, old people weren't playing that. You had your little brother, your little sister with you. How, how many people? See, I, don't, I ain't grow up around my siblings. So when I went on a date, I ain't had nobody. A couple of days that I did go on, but that's neither here nor there. But. You couldn't go nowhere without your little brother or your little sister in the car. And they was telling mama and daddy everything. Ooh, they held hands for like 20 minutes. He tried to sneak a kiss and all this type of stuff. Oh, no, babe. You weren't going on no date by yourself. And you had to have her back in the house at a certain time. Now, they don't have no respect. They dragging the children in. 
at 2 o'clock in the morning. Parents sleep. They don't know what's going on. I just want to know what what the meaning of courtship is these days. Can somebody answer that for me? What's the what's the foundation everybody's standing on when they build a relationship these days? What is the foundation? Is it have sex first, then get to know the person later? Or is it get to know the person first and then establish a relationship and then marriage and then become intimate? Or is it get to know the person first, establish a relationship, and then become intimate? Which way is it? Because I'm confused. I just want to know what today's definition of courtship is. Just a little update. Um, Stay tuned. I'm going to discuss later on this evening two types of independent women. Sometimes y'all men like to lump us all in one category. We are not all the same. But I'm just going to break it down and let you know that there are two types of independent women. And we're going to clear this up later on this evening. Okay, I couldn't. Oh, by the way, good evening, everyone. Um, I couldn't continue from the first podcast that I shared um, introducing the topic of this evening, which I'm going to discuss independent women and how there are two different kinds of independent women but we all get lumped into the same category which I want to tell all men that's kind of unfair to the real women who are truly independent um, because we are not all the same y'all all have to categorize us as all the same anyway for some odd reason and women do the same thing for men like we'll say oh all men are the same because we've ran across a couple of um you know time wasters or men who don't give a crap about your feelings about your mind about your heart and how your heart is set up they want to you know come into your life play games and then exit and then make it look like you are the problem Well, that's a whole different conversation for a podcast, and I'm going to talk about later on tonight. But I'm going to discuss independent women. Now, the type of independent women that um, I see myself as, and I know some other women might identify with this type of independent woman, is that a woman who doesn't strip a man away from being a man. But she still maintains her independence um, when it comes to how she was, um, how she achieved everything she had. Um, For instance, I've had to work, like I said, since I was 16. I didn't have to work, but I started working at the age of 16. Um, I've always been in the food industry. I, I tried to get out a couple of times. It was unsuccessful. So I guess that's where God has me. Well, um. My father passed when I was 18, well, yeah, my senior year of high school in 98. Don't talk about my age, it's none of y'all business. But just letting y'all know that's what year I graduated. Anyway, um, so at that time, you know, I didn't have any financial assistance. You know, my family was a a well-to-do family. We didn't have a whole lot of money or whatever. My mom worked in a poultry plant. My dad was a truck driver. My aunts, you know, one was in the school system, you know, so we didn't really just have a whole lot. We wasn't one of those well-to-do families. So we basically helped each other out as much as we could. 
I had the responsibility of working and supporting me in my mom's household. Um, you know, as her only child, that was my responsibility to help her. Um, and then after I moved out of my mom's house, I still, you know, stayed with somebody, but like my aunts or whatever. But when I finally got on my own, um, I had worked my way through my undergrad, working a full-time job and going to school full-time. When I got my master's degree, I worked a full-time job, plus went to, um, went through this master's program full-time and I paid rent on my own, my car notes, my car insurance, my life insurance, everything I paid on my own. I didn't have help from a boyfriend or a significant other or a sugar daddy or anything like that. I was independent. Now, with that being said, just because I was independent and, for instance, if a man did come into my life, and he was a man and he was raised to know what a man's role is in a relationship what he is supposed to do in those relationships I was not going to tell him no boo I don't need your money you don't need to tell me do nothing I got me I don't need no man for nothing that's stripping that man of his of his duty of what he is supposed to do biblically there's god there's jesus the holy spirit is in the midst of them too there's the man there's the woman and there's the children that's the hierarchy that man is the head of the household he's the protector he's the provider he's the prayer warrior. He's the, the first level of defense when it comes to spiritual warfare. That's what we learn in the, from the biblical side of it. He's the first line of defense. So if a woman, an independent woman, which we're going to get into that type of independent woman in just a few seconds, if she was to tell him, no, I don't need you to do that. I don't need that type of man in my life. Or I don't want that. You stripping him away. You belittling him. You making it seem like, well, I'm not a man. A man, a real man, his primary instinct is to provide. His primary instinct is to take care of his family. His primary instinct is to put himself last and put his family first to make sure they're good. That's his primary instinct. You strip him of that, what does he have? Never are we to strip a man of his, what he know to do. Now, being that independent woman that I am, when I said I'd never strip a man of that, I'm gonna always wanna be there to be his aid, to be his help, because that's what we are supposed to do. I came and I everything I have, I got, independently of the help of a man but when I do receive that man in my life no am I gonna tell him oh babe you got all the bills my check is for me nah I'm his helpmate I'm there alongside to help him provide for our family I'm gonna say okay babe what is it that you need me to pay 
What do you want to cover? It's a mutual decision. It's a mutual agreement. When you choose to allow that man to come into your life and not strip him of his primary function, his primary responsibility. We ladies, we are never supposed to remove the crown off of a king's head. We are never supposed to remove the armor off of his back, off of his chest. We are never supposed to remove the shield out of his hand. He going to start looking as, at us as the masculine person in the, rela- in the relationship. We are never supposed to strip a man. Now, the, the independent woman, the other independent type of woman that there is, is the one that's always hollering independent. But then want a man to take care of them. Want the man to buy all their shoes, their clothes, their they bags and their purses and their lashes and their they, they hair extensions and getting their nails done all the time. That them bought half of your furniture in your apartment that's paying half of your rent. That's paying your car note, your car insurance. But you're still hollering you independent. And then want to still treat that man like he a piece of crap. That's those two types of independent women. You have those two types of women, men. Y'all got to know what you got. Know what you have before you lump all of us together. Don't pass up on the true woman, the real woman, the woman who's built to be your aid, who know her role as an independent woman, who once was an independent woman, now is looking and waiting to be a helpmate. Don't pass up on that woman. But sometimes that's what y'all do. And then when the situation don't work out because you've been burnt so many times by the other type of independent woman, then you're looking crazy. Like, oh, man, I can't believe she did me that and all that kind of stuff. See, them be, them be the type of women that throw all your clothes outside, on the street, out the window, slice your, tire, your tires, bust your windows and all that type of stuff. Instead of helping you build, them the women that'll cheat on you. That'll take your seed and destroy your seed. They're the type of women that do that type of stuff and then be looking like they the victim. But they done destroyed a good man. Men, y'all do the same thing to women too. Y'all destroy good women. Because the games that y'all play. All I'm saying is, there are two different types of independent women. Not all independent women are the same. You have us that done got it out the mud for ourselves. Never asking for any handouts. We've worked hard. We play hard. Everything we have, we've, we've worked hard for it. And now we're just ready to share that with somebody else. Whether we come together and, and get another house. We're doing it together. You're not gonna, I'm not going to strip that man of his primary function, of his primary instinct of what to do. If we look in different cultures... You know, even back in the slavery time, they stripped the men from the household. You know, they stripped him of his primary function, his ability to protect, his ability to provide for his wife and his family. Once the covering is gone from the household, who's there to protect the family? Who's there to protect the wives and the children? The women got to step up. Then the the young men at 10 and 11 and 12 got to become men so early, too early. So they don't know really. And, and, and it has declined ever since then because you have boys teaching boys how to try to be men. 
So nobody's really learning. So all I'm saying, ladies, is if you're going to be independent, don't don't scream independent and then still demand demand or depend on a man to get everything that you have. If you're going to scream independent, get it out the mud for yourself. And then when your husband come along, he can say, man, my my wife got all this on her own. She don't have. She didn't have a, a, a boyfriend buy this bedroom set or a boyfriend buy this kitchen set or, or a boyfriend buy the living room set. The car ain't in another nigga name. It's in her name. That's all I'm saying. There's two different types of independent women and you got to know the difference between the two.